going to say this as straight as I possibly can. I am begging you, if you're a parent and you've got kids there, that this subject is just too upsetting for your young children. Please get them out of the room or change the station. We urge you to exercise parental discretion. Hey, Uncle, how much you give me for this radio, huh? Now, this hot little old radio, man, is worth plenty of rubles, man. It's got, it's got lots of juice. You got uh, shortwave, police call, boats. Late at night, man, you get, you get out of space. Come on, come on, Uncle, just make me an offer. Now, this is a $100 radio, man. It's got a clear tone. Boy, that's, that's clear as a mother's old bell. Let me see. Come on, baby. Show the man your power, baby. Blast them! Give them some of that tone! Oh, man. You radio, you mother. Hey, Jim, what about TV? You like TV? What? New thing, Jim, the television. Oh, pictures. Yeah! No, no pictures. Why not? Everything these days is pictures. Pictures and a lot of noise. Nobody even knows how to talk. Ah, uh, <laughs> just grunted each other. Babies that were sacrificed for Satan. I will probably have nightmares tonight about it. From the nightmares, to the running around the room when they disclose, to the latching on, to the crying and saying, Mommy, 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 don't go out, because if you go out, they're going to kill you. Threat, intimidation, fear. Now, if you're going to stay cool, you've got to wail. You've got to put something down. You've got to make some jive. Don't you know what I'm talking about? Well, that's all I'm saying. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. Rejection of parental values. Unusual interest in books on Satanism, black magic, or witchcraft. Obsession with rock music groups using satanic symbols or references. Rejection of friends. Preference for being alone. Meditation. Chanting. Use of new vocabulary. Is it the force of evil? Does it disrupt? Is it a force for everything negative? There's two kind of laws, honey. One for the rich. And one for the poor. He sees all and knows all. He's wise. He's kind. He is fair. He loves truth and goodness. Listen, you screwheads. Here is a man who would not take it anymore. A man who stood up against the scum, the dogs, the filth. Here is someone who stood up. Hey, buddy. This is a state in New Jersey, and I don't care who you are. It's strange how life so often imitates art. 
Hi, welcome to Aerial View. My name is Chris T. You're listening to WFMU, Uppsala College East Orange. If you were here last week, we did a show entitled True Cop Tales. And I invited my listeners to call and tell me about their experiences with local law enforcement. And only a week later, it is I who am having an experience with my local law enforcers. Friends, I was arrested this morning. I was handcuffed. I was thrown in jail. I was told to remove my shoelaces and my belt. And uh, I was read my rights. All of this at 9 a.m. in the morning. By a very unkind police officer. Now, you, you may be wondering why. Well, I'll leave it up to you to guess. The phone number here is 201-678-7743. And we were going to talk about this thing that we're all part of, namely radio. Hmm... It's a very important subject, something that's near and dear to me, something I have been finding more and more about, and I would love to talk to you about it. But you know, this is your show, and not mine, and I would like you to call me and tell me what you would like to talk about. I have several ideas, some of them good, some of them bad. But why should I be the lone voice on these airwaves? Don't you want to feel the power, that access to FM's clear, static, free signal gives you? Please call and exploit WFMU's 1,440 watts. Hello, welcome to the Hello. air. Welcome, welcome to the air. Hey. Yes. Um, why don't we talk about uh, what people are going to do on the weekend? Um... Because, like, I don't know what I'm going to do this weekend, and uh, I'd like to get some suggestions. Maybe you could just, that could be the topic. What should Rob do on his weekend this weekend? I like I like that topic as much as any other. Okay, so we could, like, ask people? Yeah, what should Rob do on his weekend? What should I do this okay. weekend? Thanks, Rob. Thank you. Bye. Hello, welcome to the air. Did what? you enjoy yourself? Martha? Yes. I enjoy myself in, in the jail cell? Yes. No, I did not. Did they feed you breakfast? No, they didn't feed me breakfast, Martha. So was it because you wanted to punch me in the head last week? 
Yes, that's why I was arrested and led away in handcuffs, because I wanted to punch you in the head. Again? Yes. Wow. It well, doesn't, I'm it, glad you're out. Thanks, Martha. I had to have someone come down and spring me out. They had to pay my bail. You should have called me. Uh, <laughs> I know a lot of judges. <laughs> I'm sure you do, Martha. I know them all by first names. Really? I could have helped you, no problem. I bet you can even tell who those judges are in the dark, couldn't you? No. Okay. Nah. Mar Not anymore. I'm married now. Martha, <laughs> thanks for uh, brightening my day. It was Stay a pretty, happy, sir. It was a pretty bad day until you called. Drink and some bass ale. It'll make you happier. Thanks, bye Martha. Bye-bye. Martha's prescription for the weekend, Rob. Drink some bass ale. It'll make you happier. Aren't you glad that we have access? That we can get in front of this microphone? And you can get in front of your phone? I use we in the royal sense. The royal we. And we can just talk. You know, access to the airwaves is so often abused. I was in a laundromat earlier this week doing my laundry. Gee, that's odd, isn't it? Doing your laundry in a laundromat. And um, in this laundromat, they have a TV set. They have two TV sets, and they have cable TV. And it's uh, a beautiful, clear, colorful TV signal that they have there. And I was uh, forced to watch through uh, several cycles of uh, washing and one of drying TV talk shows of the stripe where the a host runs around in the audience with a microphone, a la Phil Donahue. And um, shows hosted by people, you know, uh, who make me scratch my head and say, where the hell did that person come from? I know where Ricky Lake came from. Ricky Lake was in a John Waters movie, Hairspray. And then she turns up with a talk show. And then Jenny Jones... And then someone named Mo, just Mo. And uh, it upset me. Hang on a minute. Hello, welcome to the air. How you doing? Okay. I had an idea for like what Rob can do this weekend. Okay. I think he should come to uh, Scott, Greg's, and uh, Steve's house and mow their lawn. Okay. Thanks a lot, man. I don't think he's going to take you up on that idea, but thanks anyway. <laughs> thanks, man. Bye. The phone number here is 201-678-7743. We're moving slowly into the main body, the main portion, the meaty part of our program. But first we must go through the gristle, and at the end will be the bone. Hello, welcome to the air. Chris. Yes. Um, I have a topic. Yes. Peeping Tomism. Peeping Tomism? Mm -hmm. You mean voyeurism? Yes. Okay. Why do you want to talk about that? to see if, if it's uh, you know, other people. If other people are peeping toms. Are you, sir, a peeping tom? <laughs> well, no, not not in the true sense of the word. But do you like to watch? I've, I've seen. You've seen? I've seen things. Things? Yep. What kind of things you've seen? <laughs> well, we should do it in a way that's not graphic. Well, of course, we would have to do it in a way that's not graphic. Right. It's kind of hard, though. Okay. My neighbor walking around. Uh, your neighbor walking around? You know. What? 
in undress, in a state of undress? <laughs> Correct. Okay, does your neighbor know you watch? No. Oh. Is it a concerted effort for you to see this? Do you have to go out of your way? Uh, pretty much, yeah. You have to, like, bend your neck? No, no, no. The, win- the windows work. You know, it's a, it's a good sight line. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you ever see this neighbor or talk to this neighbor? Mm-hmm. And uh, is there any embarrassment on your part? Do you feel no. suddenly ashamed when you see her? No. Uh, is she uh, someone that you prefer to look at in a state of undress? <laughs> it's okay. It's so pleasing to the eye. Where do you live? Without giving me the street address. No way. Where do you live? What I, what major geographic area do you live in? I'll just say Morris County. Morris County. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, are you in a private home or an apartment house? Correct. Now, uh, narrow it down for me, Chum. <laughs> Private home or apartment house? Choose one. The Burbs. What do you think? You're in a private home. Correct. Okay. And uh, take it, this uh, person who wanders around undressed is also in a private home. Correct. Opposite yours. Correct. And is this this person's bedroom that you see into? Correct. Is this person a... This is like 20 questions. (laughs) Is this person a married person? Correct. uh, Really? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so... What would happen if you were discovered watching? Is that possible? Oh, that'd be awful. I mean, is it possible that you would be discovered? Mm, highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. Do you see these two people having sexual congress? Yes. You do? Mm-hmm. Wow. And, uh, is it a matter of their shades being undrawn, or what's the yes. story? Okay, so do you feel that they're doing this without any thought that someone could see? Oh, you- yeah, Absolutely. What convinces you of this? Because it's only the most minimal of openings. Oh, really? So you have an area of l- what size, let's say, to, to peek through? Inches. Mere inches, and you can see things? Good angle. Really? Super angle. How often uh, or how long have you been watching? A mm, couple of years. You're kidding me? Mm-mm. A couple of years? Mm-hmm. Uh, who was in the neighborhood first, you or this other person? Other. And you, and then you moved in and and saw this going on. And surprise, yep. Okay, when uh, describe for me the first time you uh, you saw this. Um, what precipitated it? Yes. Probably just the most casual, you know, walking by a window. And you uh, all of a sudden saw what out of your out of your corner of your eye? What did you see? You saw flesh. I saw yes. And you said, "Hey, that's flesh." Correct. And what did you do next? It was it was post shower flesh. Really, mm-hmm. glistening flesh. Mm-hmm. And what did you do next? Said, this has possibilities. And then you stake out. You pulled up a chair. <laughs> and, stake out, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Now, do you feel any kind of weirdness about this? Is there sure. is there a loved one in your life that thinks this is strange? Yes. Okay. What does the loved one say? Cut it out. Really. Have you invited the loved one to watch with you? No. No? No. Do you have a routine like? Do you go get dinner and then sit down in your favorite chair? And <laughs> no. No? No, it's, it's, um, it's catch as catch can. Really? But you don't have it down to a schedule? You're not keeping a book or anything, are you? No. Okay. So it's just occasionally I see somebody. Right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Do you plan to continue with this activity? Um, uh, only if, you know, it's, it's available. Now, here's the operative question. Does it excite you? Mm, somewhat. Does it add anything to your life? No. If it were to if be anything, taken, it detracts. If it were to be taken away tomorrow, yep. would, would you miss it? 
slightly, but I would survive. Hmm. You, sir, are a peeping Tom. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. You're welcome. Bye. That was a very interesting story from just one of the many listeners in our audience uh, who regularly gets to see somebody in his vicinity um, without them knowing that he's watching, gets to see them uh, doing all manner of personal things, whether it be uh, toweling off or um, dressing, undressing, or just uh, having some sort of conjugal relations. And he doesn't know what it adds to his life or detracts, so that's I nothing I... I can put my finger on. Hello, welcome to the air. Hi, uh, I just wanted to ask if, if you know if Rob's not busy still. Um, I need somebody to help me uh, put a shed together in my backyard. Okay, I, you know, I think we're really kind of missing the point. When Rob said find something to do this weekend, I don't think he was talking about work or labor. Oh. He's probably talking about something relatively fun, you know, something interesting to do, not mowing lawns or putting together sheds. I could be wrong about this, but... Oh. If I was Rob, that's not what I'd want to do this weekend. Okay? Yeah. Thanks for calling. Yeah. All right. I'm going to have to make a general announcement again concerning radios in the background. You're going to have to, when you call in, adjust your volume downward, please. Thank you. Where was I now? I was telling you about being arrested this morning. And I'll continue with this story right after a word from this person. Hello. Welcome to the air. I think Rob should go see the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Why? I don't know. I heard it's really good. Have you seen it? No, I have not. How could you recommend something you haven't seen? Well, I've heard the music from it. You've heard the music from it? Yeah, because hmm. there's a soundtrack out. Well, why haven't you seen the movie? Because, I don't know, I just never got around to it. Now, are you afraid of seeing the movie? No. <laughs> uh-huh. Do you, um, have you had the experience of one of our most recent callers of seeing somebody opposite you or seeing somebody through a window undress or do something like that? No, I haven't. You haven't? Okay. No. Um, has anybody ever watched you? Not that, that you I know, know of. That you know of. You don't know of. Okay. No. Um, now, you do you like the music from Rocky Horror? Yeah. You do? It's okay. It's funny. You think it's funny? Yeah. And, and you're recommending that Rob go see it? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think he'd have a good time. Well, I, th- I think you're wrong. Why? I've seen that movie. Oh, you have? And, and I hate it. I really dislike that movie. It's just a total drag, and no pun intended. <laughs> were, you <laughs> were you by yourself when you went to see it? No, I was with a bunch of people. We watched it on video. And I know what you're going to say. That's not the same as seeing it in the movie theater, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, so how- I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I may be alone. I may be in the minority on this. I don't like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Rob will never know unless he sees it. Yeah. Rob, you go and tell me what you think of it, but I know you're going to hate it. <laughs> Wait, I have a question. Why were you arrested? Why was I arrested? I was trying to get people to guess. Well, was it because you were in possession of illegal drugs or no, weapons or something? No, nothing like that. Nothing that exciting or sexy. Were you? It was actually a very mundane thing. Were you like jaywalking or something? Yeah, that's it. Jaywalking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was in my car. You're never going to guess, and no one out there is ever going to guess, so I'll have to tell you, failure to pay a speeding ticket that okay. I received back in May. I ignored it in the hopes that it would go away. So, <laughs> so I guess they hunted you down or something? No, they just, uh, it's just, they, these particular police officers, and especially this one, um, he is in the same place just about every day as I go to work. Mm-hmm. I've seen him many, many times since May, and he hasn't done anything about 
you know, my outstanding traffic ticket. But uh, yeah. apparently there was a warrant out for my arrest because <laughs> I hadn't shown up in court. How many miles were you over the speed limit? Uh, not many. It was maybe 20. Oh. The thing is, this is an industrial area where the speed limit, even though it's not posted, is 25 miles an hour because you're supposed to know that. And if there's yeah. nothing else I can do for listeners of the show, I can let you know that when you're in an industrial area and you don't see a speed limit sign, you should be doing 25 miles an hour. Yeah. And when you're in a residential area and you don't see a speed limit sign, you should be doing 35 miles an hour. And if you're going over those speeds, you have no excuse whatsoever. Not even saying, you know, I'm 50 feet away from the front door where I work and I was on my way to work, you know. Yeah. That doesn't work. So <laughs> forget about it right now. Anyway, so I was uh, made an example of mm-hmm. by being... Um, searched and uh, frisked well, why is that? and handcuffed and wh- why is that why did they make you take off your shoelaces and like so i wouldn't hang myself <laughs> over a speeding ticket <laughs> what do you think well i don't know it seems kind of silly um i think he uh, just wanted to uh, make me feel more comfortable by loosening <laughs> up my shoes and my pants and uh anyway he was very upset with me he uh he lectured me this police officer, because uh, when he turned on his roof lights, as he referred to them, um, I was to have pulled over immediately. And instead, I continued on into the parking lot oh. of my uh, current place of occupation. And um, and he didn't like that. He didn't like that he had to follow me into the parking lot. So, uh, you know. Did he just know it was you because of your license plate? or? I don't know. I think he recognized my car. Oh, okay. It has a big <laughs> I hate police painted on it. <laughs> I don't know, to be honest with you. Anyway, uh, so do you have any recommendations you said besides going to see Rocky Horror for Rob? I mean, do you have a second choice? I don't know. Well, no, he could, nothing. Well, there there are several. Uh, I don't I don't know really what what Rob's up for. How much he's ex- how much excitement he's up for. But you know, there's he could go into the city if he wants. There's like clubs in the city. There's always stuff to do in the city. Uh, we don't know that he's not in the city already. Oh well. Well, then, if he's already in the city, then he's probably already having a good time. Okay. Well, thanks for calling. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello. Welcome to the air. Hi. How are you? Okay. Um, Rob, I mean, it really, if, if a kid can't figure out what to do in his own, you know, I, somehow I think we should think of things that he might not think on, of on his own. For example, your little police scenario, you know, that might be something. Uh, how do you mean? Well, um... He didn't say he wanted to do something that was fun. He just said that he wanted to do something. He couldn't think of something to do. And, you know, there's any number of... I, I was thinking along more exotic lines, but I would... You know, come into the city and get himself into a lot of trouble. That's interesting. And that's I was a little disappointed in you that you hadn't... I mean, a speeding ticket, I thought, with the music and everything, was going to be something fairly ominous. Something fairly ominous? Like what? I, mean, I don't know. What well, you no, think I, I did? Actually, if it was really good, you wouldn't be able to talk about it on the air, I guess. Um, I have, actually, I, I call it about true cop stories. It's sort of a continuation. Okay. They had, outside my building today, about 20 of them, and that's really why I called, because I don't care what Rob does. But uh, they had about 20 cops sub- subduing a pit bull. And I have candid snaps of them firing the dart into the poor, cowering pit bull, and then lugging it to um, to the police van to take it away. It was, uh, this is in Manhattan. It was evidently the biggest thing that happened around here for quite a while. And I, I just found it sort of interesting that people are selling drugs furiously on every street corner. And we got like 20 cops for the pit bull. 
I mean, it was it was it was very picturesque. It was nice weather, and they got a big crowd. They got two or three hundred people. Really? Yeah, it was it was it was street theater. Yeah, it really was. It was the biggest thing since the blimp crashed. Did the um, pit bull try to bite anybody? Oh yeah, they yeah. had it. They cuffed it. They cuffed a pit bull. They cuffed the pit bull. They had something around its neck, and then they had it um, cuffed to like a street sign. And it was bending the street sign. <laughs> you're, kidding, was, you're kidding me. <laughs> no. And that's what everybody <laughs> said. They said they cuffed the, the pit bull. And I'm like, you know, I immediately thought pictures, Rodney King, videotape, something. And, and I, they beat the pit bull with a flashlight. No, they, they shot it, it with resisted. Darts. The pit bull resisted. They were scared of the pit bull. They were the, scared. Yeah, and the pit bull was scary. And then the pit bull was shot with darts. And now the pit bull is dead. And no, it did. It, it, it's it, it dead as a doornail. Believe me, it's dead. I, I would. I would. It would have been more graphic, but it just sort of slowed down. It took two or three. No, shots. I mean they took it away and killed it. Is what I'm saying. You mean they to beat you. it up? They, they no, they took it away and they put it under. They put it to sleep. When you went to jail last night, they put me to sleep. No, it wasn't last night. It was this morning. This morning. Well, whatever. I mean, was was there any brutality? Was there any confrontation? Was there? Uh, any, no, there was, was there nothing. A bad like attitude. That. There was very bad attitude because uh, the cop who arrested me. Um, he was very upset with me for, like I said, not pulling over immediately. He felt that I shouldn't have had to make him drive into the parking lot where I work. And this is and on the way to work. This is as I was. Yeah, I mean, I was I was about fifty feet from the entrance to the parking lot where I work. <laughs> and where I work happens to be in an an industrial park in Lyndhurst, New mm-hmm. Jersey. And um, and all it is is people going back and forth to work. There's no pedestrians or anything. And mm-hmm. and it's so odd that he finds. He finds it necessary to pull people over for speeding. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's really strange because there isn't a lot of traffic there, and any traffic that is there is consists of people going to and from their, their place of work. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing more like a bummer than being a given t- being given a ticket when you're going to work, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and so I just kind of ignored this ticket. I can't say why. I don't have a particular reason. But, you know, when I realized that the jig was up and that he had nailed me, mm-hmm. I said to him, what can we do about this now? Oh, Meaning, ooh, big mistake. Why was that a big mistake? Well, I, he probably thought that you were trying to offer him, you know, offer him something. No, I, I no, there's no, no, pl- please believe me, there was no such implication. No, oh, okay. Because what, what I said to him was, uh, They you like know, to read into things. Yeah, you know, he would have, uh, I think he would have said to me, what are you trying to bribe me or something? But what I said was, you know, how can I take care of this now, or what can we do about this now? And he wasn't interested in what we could do about it. He wanted to arrest me. He had his mind set on handcuffing me. Well, was there and another agenda here? Yes. The agenda was, uh, you know, he's a, he's a police officer in a boring town where nothing much exciting ever happens. No, I was thinking more Midnight Express, like like this could be, you know, like really something. No. I guess it would be hard to do Midnight Express in New Jersey. but Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. But anyway, do you have anything you want to suggest for Rob to do this weekend? No, I, 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 the things I was, were, was, were thinking of were fairly salacious and, and things that would involve Rob not necessarily cooperating, uh-huh. and abduction, stuff like that. And, okay. And that wouldn't be that much fun for Rob, but at least it's more interesting than going to see Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay, thanks okay. for calling. Bye. You know, this show is a lot like life. And you know how that is, listener? Hello, caller, listener, supporter, hello, yes? Yes? You're on the air. How do you think this show is a lot like life? Oh, good Lord. Do you know? Oh, um... It's like a quiz show today, isn't it? I it's I guess this is um this show is a lot unpredictability I guess that well, is pretty normal it's like that in response like life but it's also like life because there's so many different 
paths that you can follow on this program. And sometimes you choose one and you neglect the others. Or you try to choose all of them at once. There's so many things that I wanted to, to talk about today. And I started talking about talk shows and the ones that I saw in the laundromat. Do you remember me talking about that earlier? No, I missed just it. Say I, yes. I, I, just mean, say, I just tuned in. Okay. Um, anyway, I was talking about the Ricky Lake show and the Jenny Jones show and someone named Mo. And, uh, <laughs> and the people they had on their program. Now, uh, while I was watching these programs in the laundromat being trapped and confined there, I was thinking, you know... They should change that expression, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all, to if you can't say anything nice, go on a talk show. Because there wasn't a nice thing to be said by any of these folks. And uh, one of the shows actually consisted of people who had spread rumors about each other. So, so Ricky Lake had these women on her show who had talked about each other behind each other's backs. And that's what the whole show consisted of, was asking them, why did you go and say that she had VD? And then the woman would respond, and then the so-called friend of this person would start yelling at her. And so the whole show consisted of two women basically having an argument on television. And um, I had to wonder to myself, it's like, who comes up with these people? Who comes up with these ideas? And why is it so compelling that it needs to be aired this way? I'm not compelled by it at all. It doesn't... As a matter of fact, it was giving me a headache because it consisted of... Uh, this one set of people and then this other set of people yelling at each other for an hour. <laughs> Can you believe it? An hour of network airtime devoted to, like, basically two people who you wouldn't stop on the street and watch argue, arguing. Now, don't they find these people, like, in, like, the, the back page of the Village Voice? Cause someone, I, I don't know where they someone find Someone puts them. an ad there? Yeah, you're probably right. But I'm just wondering, like, you know, isn't there some way that we can put a stop to this? Isn't there a law or something that's being broken? I mean, what do you think? Isn't there something it, it, it better we can do? Isn't there something better American we can do with that? Isn't there something better we can do with that hour of airtime? Isn't there something honorable and decent and and life enriching that we can do? I, I'm asking you a question here. Yes, I know. I and. I'm sorry. Call, you, I'm sorry. You've caught me. You've caught me off guard. I'm, I don't, so, I'm sorry. I'm not having. That. I don't have to face this question too often. I, I ask it too often. So. Okay. What did you want to uh, call and ask us? Oh. Oh no. I'm sorry. Um, I actually phoned the wrong number, but but you caught me, and I thought maybe I could have answered a question, but I guess you, I can't. You called the wrong number. <laughs> How did you do that? Oh, I I missed by one number, and I Who got you. Who are you trying to reach? Oh, a friend of mine. Really? Uh-huh. Okay, so this is a wrong number call. Yes. <laughs> oh, Thank you. <laughs> all right, thanks for calling. Uh, the phone number here is 201-678-7743. Dial correctly. Hello, welcome to the air. Hi, this is Rob. Rob, how's it going with our suggestions? Okay, I, I, I definitely don't want to do any physical See the labor. new Robert Altman movie. What's that? See the new Robert Altman movie. I bet yeah. it's good. I, I don't know if I'm in the mood for a movie this weekend. You know, like yeah. I've, seen, I've seen Rocky Horror a million times, you know, like back in 1970, you know? Yes. But uh, I'm, the, I, I'm not in for trouble, you know? I don't want to get in trouble. I want to get away from trouble, you know? Yeah, like, you know what you should if do? If I want to do something, I want to get drive away out. You got a car, Rob? Yeah, definitely. Go for a nice long drive out west of here. Yeah. Maybe maybe uh, I'd be interested in that girl who called up before suggesting Rocky Horror. Yeah, well, and getting together with her for a little car.
Thanks, Rob. Hello, welcome to the air. Hello. Yeah, turn Hi. your turn your radio down. Okay, got it. Now you were saying. I'm on the air. Yes, you are. Oh, uh, shortcuts was excellent. I you saw, saw it. it. You saw it. Okay. I saw it. Yeah, um, and I, Mayor Koch was there. At the same time. Not in the movie. No, he oh, was okay. in the theater. Oh, okay, good. Okay, so um, your arrest this morning. Yes. I was there. Not you? at your arrest, but I, I, I've been arrested three times for driving with a revoked license. Really? All in one month. And you were handcuffed in the whole nine yards? Well, the first time, uh, it was in a very nice town, and they were very civil. Uh, although one of the policemen said that if I got up out of the chair, uh, that he had uh, just come from target practice that morning and he hadn't missed one. And Oh, really? Yeah, he was just trying to, you know, I guess be modest. It's cop humor, cop humor, come cop, on. Yeah, cop humor when, you know, I, I just totaled my car. Someone cut me off, and I banged into him, and my car was totally totaled. That was actually my father's car. And uh, then they informed me I had no license, you know. And so they didn't tell me I was under arrest until I said, am I under arrest? You know, it was Essex Fells. So, you know, they were very civil. But then, like, a, less than a month later, I was driving through the Lincoln Tunnel. But mistakenly, I went through the exact change lane with a $5 bill. And uh, they pulled me over for, you know, giving the woman a five. I didn't even, you know, realize I was giving her a five. And really? then they, they took away my shoelaces, and uh, they put me in one of those cells with the open uh, open lavatories. Yes. You know, this is for driving without a license. And then, like a month later, you know, I'm still driving without a license, and I'm driving a Oh, so obviously you haven't learned, though. No, no, no. I, I was going, just going insane at the time. I was under a lot of stress. Now okay. I'm driving with a license. I'm actually calling from the parkway. All right. And... Um, so I'm sitting in a rental car. Don't tell car. me you've been pulled over and you're calling from the parkway. No. Okay. No. No. I'm I pulled over to call you. You're sitting in a rented vehicle. I am now again sitting in a rented vehicle. But I was sitting in a rented vehicle in a, in a fancy town in Burton County. And someone drove by and called the police. Because I looked suspicious. I had Pennsylvania plates on the rented car. And, Are you uh, a suspicious looking character? No, I mean, just... absolutely not. Absolutely not. But uh, in that town, anybody with a, you know, out-of-state plates sitting by the side of the road might be considered suspicious. I hope my girlfriend is listening right now because she'll get a kick out of this. Um, but again, I was thrown in jail. And may I suggest to you, if your license is revoked at this point, do not drive anywhere without a license because it'll land you in so much trouble. I they, they revoked my license for five months. I rode my bicycle and it cost me thousands of dollars. This is a really sad tale, but is it coming to any kind of point or anything? I've been there. Oh, okay, thanks. I understand the... the, humi the the humiliation of having your your shoe. I just thought taken. it was. I just thought it was funny. I, I look. I wasn't humiliated. I just thought, well, he's having a kick. You know, he's having a kick at my expense. But so I mean, so what? You know, right? It doesn't take anything away from my life. I mean, well, it wait just, till you get the fine. I got the fine. I paid the fine. Oh, they didn't. They didn't charge you the five hundred dollars. No, they charged me uh, a hundred dollar contempt of court, plus you know the charges for the speeding ticket. Oh, they didn't revoke your license. No. Oh, you're lucky. Revoke, Riv Schmoke. Yeah. Thanks for calling. All right. Bye. The Parkway is such a noisy place. I always forget. Hello. Welcome to the air. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. FMU. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm trying. Um, this FMU. Yes, it is. You're on the air. Uh, yeah. I think Did you hear people... me? You're on the air. Sure. Okay. I think the people. You're listening to your radio, aren't you? Nope. Okay. I think the people who talk on those talk shows 
are the type of people that get on the bus and claim to people they don't even know that they're actors. Really? Yeah. I don't now, think. do you think? Let's let me ask you something, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. But do you have any like weird, interesting, personal things going on in your life right now? That uh, no, no. Do you don't you don't have any kind of divorce that you're going through or anything strange like that? Nope. I mean, okay. What is the most interesting thing that's happening in your life right now? Nothing. Nothing. What do you mean nothing? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. There's nothing at all. Wow. Hmm. Do you know where I was going with this? What I was going to say? About what? The talk shows? No, about your life. No. No, okay. Now, I was going to say, let's say that something strange was going on in your life. Let's say that you had um, recently found out that the woman you were seeing had previously been married, and she'd been married for a really long time, and she never told you. Now... What if some producer of a talk show came to you and said, you know, we want to have you on our show to talk about this. Would you go? No. No. Then why are all these other people going? That's what I'm saying. I think... They, you that think that they think that they're actors and right, actresses? Right. And they may have been or may aspire to be. And that is their little bit of... Fame. Fame. Exactly. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> Any any type of regular person would not get on TV and 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 make a sham of their cue. of their personal life. Right, exactly. Yeah. You notice most of them cry at least once on the show. <laughs> the best ones are where they disguise the people, because on this other show that I saw, hosted by this woman called uh, Mo. No, was was it the Mo show or the Jenny Jones show? Uh, it so was amazing. Jenny Jones, right? Right. She had this um, this couple on there, husband and wife, and the wife was having a lesbian affair. And so they had the wife's lover on the show, too. And the whole program was about, should this husband leave his wife or stay with her because she didn't want to leave her lover? And she didn't see what she was doing as cheating. And so they had to put all these people in disguises because they wouldn't go on, you know, with their real faces. And so they put strange beards on the men and, and, and you know, glasses and wigs on the, on the women and... It was really pathetic. It was kind of sad in a way. I think also the audience gets like a superiority complex. You're very bloody wise, you know that? You know, because... You're very perceptive. They say negative things about the people that's up on stage. Yeah, they're able to stand like up and go, you know, you people disgust right, me. exactly. That's so right. So the shows, uh, you know, like you said, it's a waste of time. And don't keep it's watching a, them because you could be trapped. You'll it's an unbelievable freak show, yeah, is what it is. It's a freak that show. Laundromat, like three hours watching. Three no, I had to go shows. outside and walk outside to get away from it all. Right, I had exactly. To. And well, you see the same problems over and over again, but you still watch them because it like draws you in. You know, it's like a bad car accident. You yeah, can't turn away from it. Exactly. You're right. Yeah. I'm with you. Yep. On this one. Thanks for calling. All right. Take care. Bye. Hello. Welcome to the air. Hello. Yes. Hello. Yes. I'm yes. addicted. I really am addicted to talk shows. You're addicted to talk shows? Yes. Really? Yes, I particularly like Oprah Winfrey. Oprah? Yes. Okay, so who did Oprah have on today? Well, I couldn't see it today. This is the only time I ever missed it. You're lying. No. You are. Why am I lying? Okay, tell me what was on yesterday on Oprah. Missed that one, too. Okay, the day before. Missed that one, too. What's the last Oprah show you saw? Last Oprah show I saw, hmm, that would have to be when 
she had a bunch of a bunch of teenage kids on TV, and they were dressing. Their parents didn't agree with what they were dressing with, dressing what they were dressing on. You know, uh, I don't believe you. I don't believe that you're addicted to talk shows. I don't know why, but I get a really powerful vibe from you that you're not telling me the truth. Am I right? Well, okay. Okay. Thanks for calling, though. It was a good try. Hello, welcome to the air. Chris? Yes. Hey, I'm at a really cheap payphone here. It's okay. Sean the bass player. Hi, Sean. How are you? You know, you I'm delivering pizzas? Well, man, I can't hear anything you on this payphone. Are you delivering pizzas, Sean? Yeah, I'm delivering pizzas again. Okay. That's why I'm at a payphone. All right. What's up, Wait, Sean? You know, I'm at a really bad payphone. Yo, hey, I'm going to call you back in like five minutes. Okay, I thanks. I'm going to find another payphone. Bye. My bosses are going to kill me for this. Thanks, Sean. All right, later. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the air. Hi, this is the girl who called and suggested that Rob see the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes, and you're involved, right? You're not going to go out with Rob. Oh, um, well, see, it's not because of that. It's because, see, I'm not involved. But the thing is, is, well, yesterday was my birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yes. And I turned 16. No. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. You sounded so much, you know... Older? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so what, you're too young for Rob to go out with well, you. I figure I must be, because if he's watching Rocky Horror Picture Show in 1970, he must be like 30. It's not that. The problem is that you're underage, so he couldn't take you across the state lines. He really couldn't even... I mean, you're basically San Quentin Quail. You're jailbait. Yeah. So well, I, I wouldn't suggest to one of my listeners that they date a 16-year-old. Well, I'm sorry. Unless well, they were 16. They, what? Unless the other person was 16. You should be seeing... 17-year-olds or something, I don't know. Yeah, and, I mean, I don't know, it's just that I don't think that would be a healthy relationship. You're absolutely right. You have a lot of, uh, you know, you have a lot of insight for a 16-year-old. And But he doesn't know what I look like, so how, why, I don't understand. He's lonely. Can't you hear the pathetic tone in his voice? <laughs> you, can't, you can't hear that pouring out through the, through the airwaves, how lonely and pathetic Rob is. First of all, he calls me asking me what he should be doing with his weekend. That's pathetic road sign number one. Pathetic road sign number two is that he calls back and asks if you could hook up with the girl who called. <laughs> so, I mean, you're, you're, you're batting like uh, a thousand here, Rob. I think he should call his friends and see what they're doing. Yes. You're absolutely right. But thanks for calling back and at least letting us know that we missed your birthday. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Poor Rob. Hello. Welcome to the air. Hi, Chris. Yes. Um, I, I think... Rob has, um, he's, he's just crying out. It's a public cry out that he's doing. Um, I would love nothing more than to use my airwaves to bring people together, but Bronwyn tried that about a year ago. You know, she tried to do a thing where she brought listeners together, and it was a disaster. Right. I mean, she told me, frankly, it was a disaster, and I, I don't want to get involved in that same kind of deal. Well, I think he should, if he does have a job, I don't know. I think he should direct his attention more to his job, and maybe he'll do a little better, and he'll have less time to think about doing something. Or maybe he could uh, pick up on a, a public uh, sermon somewhere in his area. Maybe God is what he needs <laughs> in his life. No craziness, just God. You're you're probably right. Do you well, have do you have God in your life? Oh yes. Yes, you do. Definitely. Uh, what major religion are you part of, or I'm minor? A, and I'm every religion. Really. That, wasn't that a song by Whitney Houston? I'm, <laughs> I'm every religion. religion. Right. Okay, okay, so maybe if Rob calls back, you tell him to either work harder at his job or find God. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Great advice, huh? Hello, welcome to the air. 
Hi, I think Rob and that girl should go on a talk show. You're absolutely right. People who meet over the air that on the next Oprah Winfrey show. Right? How's that? That That's what I said. I know what you said, so I'm repeating it back to you. Thank you. Um, so they should go on that talk show and, and discuss their feelings for each other because... You would be... It, it, it's the right thing to do. You know, you got to get these feelings out. Otherwise, it, it gets bottled up and uh, you get hurt is what happens. Yeah, you're right. You just got to admit your feelings to yourself and to each other. Thanks. Thanks for that savvy advice. You're welcome. Bye-bye. The number here is 201-678-7743. Hello, welcome to the air. Hello, Chris. Yes. I found God. And, uh, gee, I didn't know he was missing. It's That's the standard what you, get, what, you, what, you, what you turn up when you move the refrigerator. Yes. Now, um, I'm calling about the other talk shows. Okay. And I'm on phone lines with us now, ladies and gentlemen. You people uh, make me sick. Which people? Oh, just in general. I was, I was, I was reiterating what you said about the uh, when the guy brought up the moral superiority of the people uh, watching the the crazies on the talk shows. Hello. Yes, I'm still here. Yeah, yeah. I, I always found I was a big part of it. Uh, it's particularly where it's where it's something to do with sex. Yes. Okay. Am I? Am I? Uh, Am I heralded yet? Yes, you are. Now okay, you I'm heralded. I don't feel right until I do that, Jim. Okay, well, I feel right, too, and I okay. want you to feel right, too. We all feel right. Thanks. Good. Um, On the phone lines with us now, ladies and gentlemen, cartoonist Jim Ryan. Yeah. So anyway, they. Uh, I think it's great the way that uh, anything to do with sex, pe- people can be um, turned on, you know, titillated, and um, oh, you should feel, have heard and feel morally superior to the people who are turning them on at the same time. I like, know. And, and how dare you do such horrible things? And meanwhile, they're sort of quivering in, inwardly at you know the at, very thought. Yeah, at the thought of of this weird weird behavior. Uh, uh, you should have heard the people who were um, who were in the audience of this Jenny Jones show when the woman who was having the lesbian affair was talking about. You know why she's having a lesbian affair and what she gets from women that she doesn't get from men. I mean, the audience was like going, ah, you know, like there was this just rapid intake of breath and people like sighing and making all these disapproving noises and stuff. Hey, I think Howard Stern has it right. I hate to hate to preface any sentence that way, but lesbianism sells. You're probably right, Jim. You know, and uh, the other thing is that talk shows, even like in the Johnny Carson era. You know, if a guy could, uh, if a guy had once eaten fifty hard-boiled eggs at a sitting, he could get on a talk. He show. could get on a talk show because he had done something, even if it was stupid, that was kind of extraordinary. And now you don't even have to do anything extraordinary. No, you just I think have to do something <laughs> stupid. Stupid, yeah, or just do something and have enough. No, you don't even have to do that, Jim. The, same stupid the secret, really, to getting on a talk show these days is to be able to reveal. Something about your life that's humiliating and degrading, and cry, and, and, and be able to put your humiliation on public display. That's all you really need to do. Yeah, this started with like all the, um, you know, with with minor celebrities coming on and you know, revealing about the time they, you know, about how they just went so low as to drink paint thinner, <laughs> and um, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
And it's kind of gone to this, that they actually really actively recruit these people. They seek them out. A lot of these people actually are unemployed actors. Yeah. The ones in the makeup a lot of times. Yeah. You know, they'll say, well, who do you need? Oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a male, a male transsexual lesbian, definitely, you know, but I'll... Jim, it would be the crowning glory, the true stupendous achievement of my life if I can get it myself on one of those talk shows on the flimsiest and phoniest of pretexts. I bet you could. I think I should put my mind to it. Thanks for okay. calling, Jim. Bye. Bye. Uh, hello, welcome to the air. Chris. Yes. Jeez, it's about time. I'm out of payphone here, man. Okay. It's Sean the bass player again. Hi, Sean. How are you? Um, I just wanted to tell you, I don't think you should ever, ever, ever do another True Cop Tales episode. Why is that? Because, okay, I never get in trouble with my local law enforcement officials. Well, usually never. Okay. I for a while. I listen to your show. Twice this weekend, I get frisked. You got frisked Searched. twice? Searched. twice. Really? And I think your show jinxed me. It jinxed you, too. I mean, you got busted. It jinxed me. You're right. It's not good. Uh, what, what did you get pulled over and stopped for and, and uh, frisked for? It was that Friday night. And me and a couple of my friends were walking to a bar. It's about a mile away. So we figured we'd be responsible because, you know, this way we could walk and get drunk and we don't have to worry about it. We get pulled over for walking. Wow. Granted, we're all, like, holding beers in our hands, but... You were breaking the open container law, yeah, pal. Yeah, well, I wasn't. My two friends were. I had already drank my beer. And, you know, and, and tossed I, it on somebody's lawn. And, no, I recycled it, actually. Recycled it on somebody's yeah, lawn. No, in the woods. In the... Oh. <laughs> you know, they don't break down over time, Sean. It's not... Three cop cars pull up. Yeah. I think I gotta shovel more money in this. Machine. One minute has oh, ended. No, Please I'm signal going. when through. No! Uh, no! Putting more money in. Right here. I'm jamming in every quarter. Okay, so, continue. So they pull up. Three cars. Like, we need three cop cars, you know? So then he's just like, where are you going? What are you doing? Can I see ID? And then he goes, you know, do you mind if we search you? Like, oh, okay. Did he smile when he said that? He... <laughs> uh, well, the one cop we kind of knew. He kind of knew us. So he was all right, but he searched us. It's kind of funny because a friend of mine had some contraband in his jacket pocket. And, and they didn't, didn't find, find it. it. Yeah. We used the Jedi mind trick. Oh. We told him, you know, everything is okay. We are free to leave. And he was like, yeah, everything's okay. You're free to leave. Very good. So good. So they left. We sparked up and walked the rest of the way to the bar. It was pretty good. Smoking. <laughs> and then uh, I went to see Cypress Hill Sunday at Montclair State College, and we got there late, and so they had already taken down the metal detectors. So they, they had to, you know, frisk us by hand. And this time I had the contraband. And, and it yeah, was found. Trick. Didn't find it. Sparked up. It was alright. Excellent. So, but don't, please just don't do any more true cop tales. You got it. I mean, they're just bad news. Just for you. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Take care. That was Sean, the bass player. I'm, st- I'm getting a regular coterie of listeners here. Hello, welcome to the air. Yes, um, I called. I know you're, we weren't taking calls yesterday, but I called anyway because I, w- I didn't have a radio with me. And a nice lady answered, and she gave me a schedule for the radio programs or something. She's sending it to me. Yes. Do you have the name of that woman? Oh, I don't know. What time of the day did you call? Well, it was at, uh, from 6 to 7. But 6 I'm really to not 7. Sure Who was on yesterday from 6 to 7? Is that what you're asking me? No, no, I'm saying... There was a show, it was like Harry Kevorkian or something like that, was it? Like Happy Hour? <laughs> oh, Harry Kevorkian? We have someone on the air now called Harry Kevorkian? No, no, that's no, a no, great no. name. What was your show yesterday from 6 to 7? It was probably uh, the Happy Hour. Yeah, that's the yeah. Happy Hour. That's okay. 
And you want to know who the DJ was you spoke no, to? No, no, no. I called, and no, you know, they weren't taking calls, but I just called anyway. But that's what I'm telling you. You called the this phone number, this same phone number, right. and you spoke to the DJ while the, while the DJ was playing records. It was a woman. And the DJ was a woman, and you would like to know who that woman was. Yes, I do. Okay, have I figured it out? Why do you want to know? Because she's nice. Oh, well, a lot of people are nice, pal. And I can't give out every nice person's name. I'd be here all day. Do you know a guy named Joel Bear? No, I can't say that I do. But I you know, know what goes you can to College. Do you think what? This is Upsala College, isn't it? Yes, it is. Well, I know he goes to it. Oh, I know Joe now. Yeah, I no, remember Joel. Joe. Joel. That's right, Joel. That's what I said. He's a short guy, right? He wears glasses. No, he's tall, long blonde hair. That's the guy. Yeah, tall guy. Oh yeah. Long well, blonde what grade hair. Is he in? He's what? What grade is he in? What what year? He's in his second year here. Wrong. That's the guy. No, 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 no. What year is he in? He is a junior. Thank you. You don't know who Joel is? No, I think he's lying to you. I think he got left back. Really? Yes. Well, how, uh, when is Joel's birthday? Ask me that. Joel's birthday is March 16th. Wait a minute, that's right. Who are you? I do know Joel, see? Ah, you do know Joel, do you? Yes, I do. And next time I see him, I'm going to tell him to kick your ass. Oh, yeah? Okay. Thanks for calling. Okay. Hello, welcome to the air. Hello, Chris. Yes. How are you? Okay. Good. You said before that there was, there was nothing worse than getting a ticket than going to work. Yes. Now, I've discovered something worse. What's that? Getting a ticket when you're trying to pull over to call into aerial view. No, that didn't happen. Sure did, man. Just now? Yeah. Wow, where are you? I'm, I'm on Route 23 in Wayne. You, you want to know the scenario? Oh, there's your problem right there. Stay out of Wayne. <laughs> it's my hometown, and I'm proud. Jesus. Listen, man. I, 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 I pull into the shoulder to make a call at a gas station. Yes. And there's this cop, and he's standing in the shoulder near the intersection. Mm-hmm. And he gets in this stance, and he puts his hand out. Uh-huh. And he says, I, I don't know what he said. I imagine he said, Hump! Or something. Now, did he have his car nearby? Yes. Okay. An unmarked. Okay, car. so he was a shoulder getter. He's a guy who stands in the shoulder and he sees. Sitting in the shoulder. He pulled me over, man. Did it? Was it your impression that he was standing in the shoulder with the the the, the only reason being to pull people over? I mean, yeah. was is he you a shoulder? There's a point when the law enforcement goes beyond law enforcement and and, they and, become, and becomes revenue enhancement enhancement. Licensed. Extortionists for the state. Yeah. I, I, look, yesterday I was driving down Route 18, another road I should stay away from, with my girlfriend. She has an unregistered vehicle. Not a smart thing, but we're driving. I'm going to get pulled over. Or I'm a cop magnet. <laughs> the best thing that you have going for you when you get pulled over is if you're not doing anything wrong. That's the best thing yeah. that you can have going for you. Just stop breaking the law. Breaking the law, breaking the, the law, law. breaking the law. I'm ashamed to know that. Yes, okay, well, thanks for calling. Uh, I'm wait. so sorry that you got pulled over when you were calling my program. That's okay, I have a suggestion for Rob. Okay. Was it Bob or Rob? Rob. Okay, listen to this. I'll, somebody suggested a bass ale. Yes. If it comes to the Melody in New Brunswick tonight, Yes. I'm working there spinning discs, I'll, uh, I'll buy him a bass. The Melody in New Brunswick, okay. Right. Thanks. Hello, welcome to the air. Hello. 
Am I on the air? Yes, you're on the air. Oh, I fucking... I messed up. I, I was going to do a Bill Clinton impression. Oh, okay. Sorry. I don't want to hear a Bill Clinton impression. That's the only problem. The show is ending soon. And uh, Bill Berger will be here shortly. And his program is called The Hip Bone. Now, let's see who's on the airways. Hello. No, there's nobody there. I'm sorry. Hello, welcome to the air. Hi, Chris. Hi. <clears throat> Bronwyn. She's not back on the air, is she? No. Do you miss her? I miss her terribly. I miss her more than words can say. Do you... Do you I used to love her radio program. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you see her out, you know, do you see her? No. She's your friend, though, right? Yes, she's my friend, but, but I never saw her when she was on the air. I mean, Bronwyn lives in Brooklyn, really? and she lives with her husband, and... You know, they never go out in public. They just, they don't see anybody. I mean, uh, the thing is, is that, here's the problem, is that they won't venture, like, out beyond a certain point, I don't think. And they're both very incredibly busy people, too busy for their friends. Right. Even. So, so, so you never you never get to see them. You're saying even when she was when doing a show, you didn't see I her. saw her very rarely. If I saw Bronwyn outside of the station, it was a rare occasion. Like, I, I was invited over to her house for Thanksgiving, though. This year? Uh, yes, mm -hmm. this year passed. And Try to be careful with the car this time. With the what? The car. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's when I had my accident, <laughs> and I got sued. Yeah. Uh, so it was a bittersweet Thanksgiving, because mm -hmm. I really love, I, I really love Bronwyn and her husband, Sean. I think they're two of the finest people that, you know, God has ever put on this planet. And I don't believe in God, so that's saying a lot. But, I, I mean, I, I really enjoy their company and, and would like to partake of it more, but I know that would require... Like me going to Brooklyn, <laughs> you know what I mean. And uh, yeah. unfortunately, I don't know. I just wish she'd, she'd at least call on this, the, your show once in a while. You know? Yeah, that that would she be even nice. Do that she used to, but she doesn't have time for me anymore. Uh, so there you I, go. You know, I'm, I don't hold it against her. Can you can sure you, you tell that? Don't. Can you tell that it upsets me that it's a oh, sore yeah. subject? Yeah, I feel the same way, and I don't even know her. Yeah, <laughs> we all miss you, Bronwyn. <laughs> we miss you, but ha you know, just do what you have to do. Yeah, go live your life, babe. Leave us behind. See if we care. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Okay. Okay, this show is ending shortly. Hello, welcome to the air. Hello. Yes. I've, I have a police story. Uh-huh. I was uh, in Asbury Park. I was drunk driving. I got oh, pulled over by... Look, I can't listen to another police story that begins with, I was molesting a small child, and all of a sudden I was pulled over. I don't know what I was doing wrong. That wasn't the point of my True Cop Tales show. The point of that show was not, you know... I was busily um, cutting down the cocaine that I had so that I could uh, resell it, and all of a sudden I was pulled over. The point of that program was I was doing nothing. There was nothing out of the ordinary with what I was doing, and I was pulled over. Instead, I'm getting the stories. I'm, I was driving drunk, and I was pulled over. Hello, welcome to the air. Yeah, oh, hi. Boy, this uh, delay is really killing me here. Um, I just wanted to talk to you about an incredibly annoying... Um Sally Jesse Raphael I had seen over the summer. No, not Sally Jesse. Annoying? No. <laughs> well, you know, they, they're just trying to expose these incredibly outrageous people and, and saying how, how, uh, what an awful influence they are on youth. They had this, uh, this band from San Francisco that nobody in the world had ever heard of that uh, made this big deal out of this ritual pot smoking and throwing joints to the crowd. Uh, <laughs> oh, and, man. And, and this guy tries to light up a joint in the studio, and uh, she's like, well, there's no smoking in the studio, and, you know, they try to hustle this guy, they go to a commercial break. And, you know, everyone in the audience is all outraged about, 
um, you know, oh, look at this is doing our youth. This is this huge thing. And he, she even made reference to them, you know, thousands of fans. And then they show this little Super 8 clip, this little handheld video thing of uh, him in this club. And there's like 20 people, and they're all diving for joints in the crowd. And, I mean, she gave this guy a much, she, she spread the word of this guy far worse than, than this guy was doing on his own. Uh, I just... Incredible I'll tell you situation. though, it's it, the competition's so fierce now. There's got to be ten or twelve of those kinds of talk shows on the air. They're killing each other for topics. They they're they're literally running over each other, and I'm sure they're probably paying people. They, it's got to be to the point where they've got to they've got to pay they people. Do. They they there is they have a um there's sort of a union scale they pay. It's like close to like a thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm sure it used to be enough just to say, hey, would you like to be on TV? And people would go, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to be on TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now they got to pay you. Well, it's, it's funny. That I'm getting on one of those shows. <laughs> well, have you seen this guy who, who just wrote the book about how to pick up women even though you're a loser? Um, he's been on, like, originally, like, uh, earlier in the year, he had been just going showing up about this relationship he was having a girl saying how he could pick up these women all the time. And then all of a sudden, like, now he's making the round again as an author. So it's like his celebrity sort of came out of as, as being a guest. And he, he got a book out of it. It's a great scam. Wish I could talk about it more. I got to go. Okay, it's 7 o'clock. Yes, it's 7 o'clock. William Berger's here with the Hip Bone Program. Thanks for calling. Hello. Yeah, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, nobody said anything about Richard Bay. That's right. You're you're right. The less said about Richard Bay, the better. Hello, welcome to the air. Yeah, hi. Uh, Aren't people who call your show sort of like those people on TV shows? No, they're nothing like that. Oh, I mean... Thanks, got to go. We'll be back next week with another... Aerial View. Stay tuned for William Berger and the Hip Bone Program. Wusste es nicht, dass es Kind war. Alles war ihm beseelt und alle Seelen waren eins. Als das Kind Kind war, hatte es von nichts eine Meinung, hatte keine Gewohnheit.